Hey, it's Graham Baldwin. You're listening to the 360 Entrepreneur Podcast with my man, Jan Eluga. This is episode 35, and today we talk about how to land your first speaking gig. Here we go. Welcome to the 360 Entrepreneur Podcast, the show for entrepreneurs and small business owners who dream big and want to do bigger. Join some of the world's top entrepreneurs, internet marketers, and best-selling authors as they share their inspiring stories, their struggles, and give actionable tips that will help you build, grow, and promote your online business. Here's your host, Yanni Lunga. Hey everybody, how is your Tuesday going? Thank you so much for joining me for another amazing episode of the 360 Entrepreneur Podcast. I hope you're having a fantastic week and you're ready to talk about the world of public speaking. Today we talk about how to land your first speaking gig. And if you think about it, when we see a speaker, he's someone who is an authority, is an influencer, because not everybody's chosen to speak at a conference, at an event, right? So maybe you have been thinking about speaking actually at a conference or at, a, at an event at your, at your, in your city, and you've been wondering like, how could you become a speaker? How could you be on stage in front of dozens of people or even hundreds, thousands of people? What should you do? What, where should you get started from? And if that's been you, you're gonna get some great tips from this episode. And Speaking of great, we have not a great, an amazing guest here with us. And before I tell you more about him, let's take a quick second to check out today's sponsor. When talking about web hosting, there is no doubt. Bluehost is the number one web hosting service. For just $3.95 a month, you get a limited web hosting, a limited domain hosting, which means that you can host as many websites as you want with just a single Bluehost account, and you get 24-7 top-notch support, and you can install your WordPress sites automatically with just a couple of clicks. Go to 360entrepreneur.net slash Bluehost to sign up, and when you do, you get a $50 Facebook credit and $100 worth of Google AdWords. That's at 360entrepreneur.net slash Bluehost. Okay, so today we are joined by speaker, blogger, podcaster, Grant Baldwin, and he really shares very specific tips and, and things you can do pretty much actually right away if you want to get serious and want to get your first speaking gig. And even if you have been doing some speaking, there's still some takeaways for you, some tips that Grant shares with us. Like every episode, you find the show notes with the free action guide and all the links to the things Grant and I discuss at 360entrepreneur.net slash episode 35. Let's hear it. Here is how to land your first speaking gig with Grant Baldwin. Hey everybody, I hope you're having a great day. Thank you for being here on this new episode of the 360 Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm super, super stoked about who is joining us today and I'm sure you're going to love this episode. Today we talk about how to land your first speaking gig and if you are a blogger, if you're a podcaster, maybe you've been thinking about speaking at conferences, at events and you're at the right place if, if you have been wondering how to do that. Joining us today, he's a speaker, he's a business coach, he's a blogger over at grantbaldwin.com and he's also a podcaster. He's the host of the How to Get Into That podcast. It's with great pleasure that I welcome on the show Grant Baldwin. Hey Grant, how's it going? Good my man, thanks for letting me hang out with you Jan. 
It's my pleasure. And, and you know, Grant, you told me before we started recording that this is your first interview in the new office you've just moved recently. So I'm super excited about that as well. <laughs> yeah, we actually we just moved to, uh, grew up in Missouri in the States and lived there my entire life. And we just moved uh, about a week ago uh, to Nashville. And so we uh, are slowly unpacking and getting settled in, settled in here. And uh, so far, so good. Nashville, a musical city. But Grant, thank you so much for carving out some time for being here with us on the podcast today. My pleasure. Okay, so let's get started right away because we have so much thing, so many things to talk about. And I talked a bit about yourself. I said some of the things you do, you're a speaker, you're a coach, you're a blogger over at gretbaldwin.com. You're a podcaster as well. You're the host of How to Get Into That podcast. But can you tell the listeners a couple more things on, on what you do on a, on a regular, on a regular day or, or on a weekly basis? Yeah, you described it pretty well, but the, the primary um, bread and butter for me for the past several years has been as a speaker. So about the past uh, seven or eight years, I've been traveling and speaking primarily in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, I speak full-time, mostly with high school and college students, but also with some uh, uh, with entrepreneurs and, and corporations and businesses and companies. But uh, I, yeah, I travel around. I speak at about 50, 60 events a year, uh, which has been a lot of fun. Really, really enjoy it. Love being in <laughs> front of a, of a live audience, being able to encourage and inspire them. And, and then a little, uh, let's see, a little less than a year ago, we started the podcast How'd you get into that? And we're, we just interview people that are doing interesting types of work to hear those types of, of stories and journeys. A lot of times we look at someone who's who's where we want to be in terms of mm-hmm. a career or business or life, and we just think that they they magically ended up there. But it's important to hear their backstories of, of how they got into where they are and what are, what are some of those steps that they took early on uh, that led them to where they are today. So yeah, we do that, and uh, that's kind of and most importantly though, uh, most importantly, I'm, I'm a husband and father. So those are the things mm-hmm. that really matter to me. So I'm married to my high school sweetheart. We've got three little girls, so I live in my own little uh, Barbie dream house. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember reading you, uh, reading what you what you wrote about your house being, you know, the the only man in the house that is really colorful, but you you love it. And and you mentioned your podcast. And guys, if you're looking for a podcast that can really also inspire you and you know trigger your curiosity, definitely check how you get into that. On, you can find it on iTunes or simply go to grantbaldwin.com. You find the link there and you will find the link to the podcast and everything else Grant and I talk about in the show notes. So Grant, the first question I want to ask you has to do with clarity because I know that clarity is something you talk about and you have a video series as well where you talked about how to get clarity and kind of get a better understanding of the career that is I that is an ideal fit for you. So what can you tell us? What can we do in order to kind of stretch our minds and get clarity on, on what is our ideal career? Yeah, a lot of people that reach out to me, and probably you too, Jan, uh, people that are are trying to just find what it is that they feel like they were put on the planet to do. And mm-hmm. a lot of people uh, in their current work situation, most people feel like, I, you know, I don't love what I do, I don't hate what I do, but I don't know what I'd rather be doing. And yeah. a lot of us, we feel like if someone would just tell me what I should be doing or what I was put on this planet to do, it would it would make my life a lot simpler. So really, ultimately, we're all looking for clarity of just trying to figure out what what is it that the kind of work that we're supposed to do. So I, I tell people they want to look for a couple things. You want to look for something that you're, you're passionate about. What are the things that 
get you fired up? What are things that get a reaction out of you? What are the things that you see in the world that you're like, that's not right, or it should be mm-hmm. different, or it should be improved or better? Uh, and you feel so inspired to do something about it. I also tell people to look for something that you're you're good at. You know, just because you're passionate about something doesn't mean you're you're good at it. So if I'm if I'm really passionate about speaking, but I suck on stage, <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be difficult to make a living at that. So no, it doesn't mean that necessarily you have to be a professional right out of the gate because you everybody starts at the beginning and they they build from there. But you got to feel like okay, if I work at this, I could at least become uh, I could at least do this at a higher level, and I at least have a, a passion enough to do it, and I have the ability to to do it as well. And then the other thing I'd say is find something that you you enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. You know, far too many people they they live life where it's like thank God it's Friday, oh God it's Monday. <laughs> And we just live life like that, like week after week after week. And so the, the, the reality is, is we all have to work. We all have to get a paycheck. We all have to do something. So why wouldn't you do something that you enjoy? So once you figure out some of those things, one of the next steps would be finding people that are doing something similar and doing it in a way that you want to do it. Because oftentimes we say, okay, I, I identify that I'm good at speaking, um, but I don't even know how that translates into a career. Well, at that mm-hmm. point, then you can start to look at who are some examples, who are some people that are are, are speaking at the types of events you would want to speak at. They would be uh, talking about the types of topics that you want to talk about. Talk about. And this isn't exclusive to just speaking. I mean, this is for anything, yeah. online or offline. But when you find people that are doing something that you want to do and doing it in a way that you want to do it, now I've got some examples. I've got some models that I can follow and I can learn from. Uh, but you got to start taking some of those steps. You know, just 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 acknowledging that um, I'm. Un- clear about it is the first step, but it's not enough. I can't just continue to wander around and click my heels together and hope that magically life works out. I have to begin taking some action to figure out what is it that I was put on this planet to do. I love it. And Grant, I have to ask you, because you, you made me curious, who are your inspiration, the people that you followed, uh, you know, especially when it came to, to learning how to become a, a speaker? Yeah, great question. You know, I think I think who you look to evolves over time. And I think one danger that a lot of times people make uh, or mistake people make is we look to find like this all encompassing perfect person. Yeah. Uh, like that's the person that is the perfect, um, uh, they're the perfect parent, they're the perfect spouse, they're the perfect friend, they're the perfect in business, like that. They don't exist. So there's some people I look up to that aren't in the speaking world at all, but I look up to them as uh, who they are as, as husbands or fathers. I mm-hmm. look up to other people uh, as speakers. I look up to other people that are um, podcasters and really, really good in that niche or that space. Other people just in, online business in general. So I think it's important to just kind of look, um, uh, to figure out what it is that you are looking for and then start to identify that person rather than trying to find the, the all-encompassing person. So for me, early on, there was a couple speakers that I met that were speaking at, at uh, mostly high school events and college events. Uh, and and it, once I saw them, then it was kind of that light bulb moment for me where it's like, ah, that's it. That They are <laughs> doing what I want to do. I didn't, I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't see that on the menu. But once I can actually actually see some other people doing it, then it, it makes it a lot more clear for me uh, what it is that I want to do. Awesome. And I really like the fact that you talked about uh, the importance of really looking for different sources of inspiration. And it's, you know, today with the with the internet, it's so easy. There are blogs, there are podcasts, there are ebooks. It's so easy to find different inspirations. And, and so, Grant, thank you for, for sharing that with us. And I want to ask you about kind of about productivity and motivation in a in a single question because people can tell that you're really uh, you know you're really motivated you're really passionate about what you do and you talked about the fact that you know often we live our weeks thinking you know how oh, 
it's it's Friday, it's Monday, and then oh, thank God, it's it's Friday, and it shouldn't be like that. So I want to to ask you if you have some tips for for all of us in terms of how to organize our week so that we can get the most out of each day and each week. Well, I think one of the the best things that you could do at the beginning, well, to, to backtrack to zoom out from like a thirty thousand foot view, is uh, one of the things I do each year is I, I'll map out uh, just some some big picture goals for the year, mm-hmm. uh, and I break these down by category. So I look at professionally uh, in my business what I want to do. I look at personally. I look at uh, as a exercise and health. I look at um, relationally as a, as a husband, as a father. What are the things that I want to be doing? I just look at some big picture stuff, and then I break that down by quarter. So what I want to what do I want to do in the next ninety days? What do I want to do in the next three months uh, to make progress on each of those goals. Then I back that down even further and I look at uh, for one week. So usually on Sunday night, uh, Sunday night is one of the most important time for my week because I'll kind of just map out just big picture what I want to do. So I want to map out uh, usually, you know, five to ten things that like these are the things I really got to get done this week. Uh, And then from there, each day, uh, at the end of each day, I will make a list of the of the specific of those five to ten. I'll I'll pull out you know two or three that I want to focus on for that following day, and I'll actually schedule those in. So instead of just making a checklist, I'll actually put it in. So uh, if I'm working on a a new Facebook ads campaign and I'm doing mm-hmm. that from and I know it's going to take me two hours, I'm I'm going to put that in my calendar from from eight a.m. to ten a.m. I'm working on this Facebook ads campaign, and when I hit ten a.m., then I'm moving on to the next thing, uh, or I'm adjusting my calendar accordingly. But I'm putting it in my calendar so I'm really, really intentional. So I think most people, we just kind of get to the beginning of each day and we're looking at a blank screen and we're like, well, <laughs> I feel like I'm supposed to be doing something today, but I don't know what that is. But but having it, like looking at the, the big picture, and if you're, you know, if you're listening to this, and maybe it's not you know the the end of the year the start of a new one uh, maybe where you're right smack in the middle of the year or something it's okay to just start where you're at just look at for the next for the next ninety days for the next mm-hmm. three months what is it that you want to accomplish you know fast forward begin with the end in mind and look at okay if if in ninety days my life changed in these ways what would that look like how would I actually get there because again sometimes sometimes we just think all right my goal is to you know to be healthy and to have a successful business and to make money. That, I mean, that's adorable, but what are you going to do to actually make that happen today? You got you to kind of reverse engineer it and backtrack there. So uh, each time I'm, I'm, I'm sitting down on my computer, I'm sitting down on my desk, I want to figure out how is what I'm working on today helping me to accomplish those weekly goals? How are those weekly goals helping me to accomplish the quarterly goals? How are those quarterly goals helping me to accomplish the, uh, the annual goals? So I'm really, I'm just, I'm, I'm breaking it down to a very micro level on a daily basis of what I need to be doing. Uh, so I'm really, really Really intentional. I'm really, really focused on what I want to be working on. Uh, but I think you have to have that level uh, of focus to know what it is that you're doing and know how that's helping you to move your life forward. Love it, Grant. You are really giving us so much food for thoughts. And and the last question in terms of of what you've just told us in terms of you know goal setting and productivity. Are you using some some specific tools or apps to help you you know plan and keep track of of where you are and where you are going or yeah, I, I use a couple different tools. I use uh, Evernote quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I use Evernote to map out. Um, I write in my quarterly and my weekly goals in Evernote, uh, and I have them just literally as check boxes. I'll make notes, um, and then for the uh, for my daily to do list, I use Things. 
mm-hmm. uh, which is a Mac app. Uh, so I use that every day, and I sync that with my iPhone. And can uh, and when I come up with ideas or different things that I want to, I need to work on, uh, I'll enter it there. Uh, and then I enter everything just on my. I just use a, a shared Google Calendar that runs through uh, iCal within um, uh, within Mac. So those are those are the main tools I'll use on a daily basis, just in terms of, of productivity and scheduling. Awesome. And I remember that you have written a post some time ago where you talked about uh, more tools for producti- productivity and other uh, tasks that you, you take care of in your business. So guys, as I said at the beginning, you find the links to everything Grant and I uh, are talking about in the show notes. So Grant, the topic of this episode is how to land your first speaking gig. And obviously, you know quite a lot about about speaking, about being on stage. And I think it, it's something that you know, that it's really picking up because if we think about the fact that uh, virtual summits are, are really popping up, are really growing, are an opportunity that even though you're maybe not on stage, you're just sitting in front of your laptop, there is more, you have more access to, to people. And the first question I have to, to ask you when it comes to, to speaking, I know that people get really excited and they just want to know, okay, you know, how can I get to the, to be a speaker at the conference I've always dreamed of and how can I make money out of being a speaker and blah, blah, blah. But I think that the first question is, what are the things you think people should think about before they start to actually look for speaking gigs? Yeah, and I think that's such an important question that most people, we, we kind of gloss over because yeah. most of us, we just like the idea of being on stage. It's like, all right, how do I find engagements? How do I find bookings? Where do I find gigs? And it's like, yeah, you know, you, yeah, that's the, that's the end goal, but you, you got to kind of backtrack. So you got to figure out uh, a couple questions. One, uh, first of all, why why do you want to speak in the first place? You know, is this something because like, you just think it's cool to be on stage, or are you looking for uh, notoriety? Are you doing this for a paycheck? You know, all of those are well and good. Now, ultimately, you know, you want to be able to you want to have this 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 you want to be able to speak because it's a, a topic that you're passionate about, something that you're knowledgeable on, something that you feel like you can you can share with others. So there's a lot of byproducts uh, to, to speaking. You know, I've made uh, a lot of money from speaking. I've been able to travel all over from speaking. I've been able to meet some amazing people and gain some, um, you know, a lot of credibility, uh, both online and offline from speaking. Mm-hmm. So those are all byproducts, but ultimately you should be speaking because it's something that you're really, really into, something that you're really, really passionate about. So from there, once you kind of know why you want to get into it, a couple other questions to ask yourself is who do I want to speak to? It's not enough just to say, hey, I just want to be on stage. I just want to talk. Okay, well, that's, that's great, but do you want to talk to um, do you want to talk to entrepreneurs? Do you want to talk to moms? Do you want to talk to people that are into travel? Do you want to talk to uh, cat lovers? Do you want to talk to moms of cat lovers? I mean, you can, you can narrow it down a bunch of different ways. So start to figure out who is it that you want to talk to. And then the other question would be, what is it that you want to talk about? So just, just saying like, hey, I want to talk to entrepreneurs. All right, that, that's fine. But what what do you want to talk to them about? Because you could talk about a, a million different topics and subjects, but what is the thing that you feel like, no, 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 if you put me in front of a group of entrepreneurs and I got one shot to talk to them, this is the topic that I must talk about. This is the mm-hmm. thing that I know that I know a lot about. I know that I can communicate well on. So what is that for you? So once you start to answer some of those foundational questions, then it makes it a lot easier to start finding the events that are right for you uh, rather than just saying, all right, I want to be a speaker. Now what do I do? No, you have to start by answering some of those questions to start to kind of narrow down uh, who your target market might be. 
Awesome. I love it. And and I remember some weeks ago, you co-hosted a, a webinar with, with Nathan Barry, and you talked about, you know, the, the topic of, of speaking and, and building authority. And I remember that you talked about the website. So I want to, to ask you if you could share some of the things you discussed there with us here on the podcast. I remember that you really talked about kind of the features you should have on your website as a speaker. Yeah, a couple things that you'll want to definitely have. One is you just need to, you need to have a website in the first place. You know, I think that's mm-hmm. one thing that we don't forget because in uh, in 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 this day and age in our modern world of technology, uh, a website is how people are going to research you. People, how people are going to find out about you. So uh, the other thing that's really really important to have on your website is you want to have a demo video. Now, demo video is basically it's a it's kind of a highlight reel. Uh, it's a like a, think of it like a movie trailer. It's it's <laughs> literally it's like two three four minutes at the most, just short video of just some clips of you speaking because when someone comes to your site if they are considering hiring you they want to see if you are a good fit. They want to watch for themselves. So mm-hmm. if you just can't if, if, if for example let's say that Jan you had a, a speaker site up and I came to your site and I'm considering booking you and I don't see a video anywhere but I see you telling me like, hey, I'm a really good speaker. You should hire me. I was like, yeah, <laughs> you may be, but I, like, I want to see it for myself. You know, think that's, here's another way. Uh, if you're going to hire a graphic designer and you go to the graphic designer site and there's no examples of their work anywhere, but it's just them, t- you know, it's, it's just some quotes from them saying, hey, I'm really good. You should hire me. It's like, I, you might be, but I don't, I don't know. You know. I'm just <laughs> having to take your word for it. So a demo video just gives some examples of your work. And so you want to put your best foot forward, put your best stuff out there to help people understand, like, is this the type of person that would be a good fit? And so not only are you, are you trying to show some of, of what you would communicate in terms of, of substance and content, but you're also just kind of, you're just showing your, your kind of your style, that vibe that you, you have as a speaker. Because people, some, some speakers are going to resonate more with certain audiences more so than others. And so mm-hmm. people want to, People want to be able to, uh, event planners want to be able to look at your video and decide, is this person a good fit for my audience or not? And so a demo video is definitely something that, that can, can show that. Awesome. Uh, Grant, really, you're, you're simply rocking this episode. And guys, if you're having a good time listening to this episode, make sure to let Grant know. He's on Twitter at Grant Baldwin. Make sure to give him a shout out. And, and, you know, share your thoughts, ask questions. I'm, sh- I'm sure that Grant will, will love to answer to your, to all the questions you might have related to the topic of, of speaking. And, and Grant, uh, obviously, uh, you already told us some of the, some of the features. So you talked about the importance of having a demo video where uh, people can see you speaking, can see you in action. And you're, you're really explained to us why. And what I want to ask you, um, I'm sure many people are wondering is like, okay, so w- once you have identified, you know, kind of what you're passionate about, what you want to talk about, who you want to talk about, uh, sorry, who you want to talk to, how do you actually get speaking engagements? Yeah, one of the the things that you want to do is once you've kind of honed in on some of those, is it's simplest to start by finding existing events, conferences, and associations where they are already used to hiring speakers. Mm -hmm. So one mistake that a lot of speakers make is... Uh, we just start. You could start randomly contacting companies. So let's say you'd say, "Hey, I want to. I want to speak at Google. I've seen some people that have spoken at Google before. I'd love to to speak at. What are you going? What are you going to like? Who are you going to contact? You're just going to email like <laughs> help at google.com and ask if they have speak. You, you, that doesn't work. So 
It's simplest to start at, at uh, organization or excuse me at uh, conferences and conventions, uh, association events, existing events where they're already used to booking a speaker. So what I would do is let's say that your niche is uh, wedding photography, all right, and mm-hmm. you want to speak at events for wedding photographers. So what I would do is I would start Googling. Wedding photographer conference, wedding photographer convention, wedding photography uh, events. And so you're trying to find those existing events where they already bring in speakers. Then what you can do is two things. One, you can find who are some of the other speakers that are already speaking there. Once you can find some of those other speakers, then you can start to, to connect with them. You can start to see some of the other events that they may be speaking at. But then two, you can also start to, to reach out to those decision makers. You can start to find who those decision makers are and sort of just put your name out there and connect with them. Now, a big mistake uh, that I see a lot of speakers make is what, let's, say, let's say you found this perfect wedding photography event that you knew you were right for. Uh, and then you found who the uh, conference planner was. Uh, one mistake that speakers make is then they send like this massive 47 paragraph email <laughs> about why they're amazing and that they should get booked. That is a horrible, horrible thing to do. Like if you got a cold email that was that was pages and pages and pages long, you wouldn't read it. You'd just delete it. So think of it like a first date. You know, ask like just a, a quick two or three sentence email. Just hey, I came across your website. I noticed your conference is coming up. I was curious if you've started uh, looking or reviewing uh, speakers yet, or booking speakers, or hiring speakers. Uh, you know, something like that, where it's just a short, short, simple question, and you're just trying to just trying to to start a conversation there. So uh, I. I think that's once you start to identify that decision maker and then you can start to start that conversation, that's when you can start to make some progress. I love it. So to 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 make some research, to start to make a list of, of possible events, to see uh, who is speaking at that conference or who has spoken uh, in the past and see maybe if they are speaking at other conferences. And then you share this great advice on on how to, uh, you know, get in contact with, with the conference organizer. So make sure to kind of just send, you know, go straight to the point with a, with a couple of, of sentences, see if they are starting to look for, for speakers and then, and then take it from there. And, and Grant, you as a, as a speaker, once you have... Um, a speaking gig that has been confirmed. How do you start promoting it and build momentum around it? Well, a lot of times the, uh, there's there's it kind of depends on the event, really, uh, and it depends on the the conference that you're going to speak mm-hmm. to. So, for example, uh, I speak at a lot of of high school and college events, but. Uh, most of my online audience is not college and high school students, so uh, it's it's it doesn't make sense for me to turn around and try. Let's say I just you know for example I just got booked to speak in this event in California in, a, in a, a next month, uh, and so it doesn't make sense for me to start promoting. Hey, I'm going to be speaking at this this event for high school students in California because unless you're a high school student and unless you live in California, you're probably not going to go. So uh, so it kind of depends on your your niche and is this something that you want to. Um, you want to be promoted because really the promotion really happens more from the event standpoint, and they're the mm-hmm. ones that are going to attract the crowd. That's what you know. That's one of the nice things about working with existing events is, you know, if you wanted to do your own type of event, you wanted to put your own event on, uh, you could. But then again, you have to do a lot of the promotion. But when you're working with existing events, they're going to bring the crowd. They're going to bring the people. They take care of all the logistics. You just have to show up and, and crush it on stage. So uh, there's really there's not a ton of promotion that you need to do on your part. Grant, you're really rocking this episode. I'm enjoying it so much. And before we carry on, let's take a quick second to thank today's sponsor. 
If you're looking for a web hosting service, my number one recommendation is Bluehost. For just $3.95 a month, you get a limited web hosting and a limited domain, which means that you can host as many websites as you want with just a single Bluehost account. You get 24-7 top-notch support and you can install all of your WordPress sites with just a couple of clicks. Go to 36entrepreneur.net slash Bluehost to sign up. And when you do, Bluehost gives you a $50 Facebook credit and $100 worth of Google AdWords. That's at 36entrepreneur.net slash Bluehost. Yeah, and, and Grant, there is actually something that, that I think we should, we should discuss for a moment and take a couple of uh, steps back because we talked about uh, some of the features you should have on your website as a, as a speaker and you talked about the importance of, the, of a trailer video, a demo video. And I'm sure that some of the people who are listening to you and I are wondering, well, but hey, Grant, Jan, I've never spoken anywhere. So how, do, how can I showcase, you know, kind of my speaking talent if I haven't spoken at any conference or at any event? So Grant, do you have any, any tips yeah. on how they can bypass that challenge? Yeah. And that's a huge challenge for anybody when you're getting started. It's kind of that chicken and egg scenario of going, mm-hmm. well, I don't, you know, I want to speak, but I don't, I haven't spoken. And so therefore I don't have a video and I need a video to speak. So what do I do? You know, so uh, there's two things that I recommend. One is that just see if you can find something local, just some little local, uh, maybe chamber of commerce event. It could be a school, it could be a, 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 your church, some type mm-hmm. of little thing where even if you're just going to speak for free. Uh, now, ideally, though, you want to speak to the you want to be speaking to the audience that you would you want to get booked for long term. So, uh, again, another example here is let's say you want to be speaking to um, you want to be speaking to uh, uh, high school students. Okay, uh, it wouldn't make sense then for you to go do a demo video of you wearing a suit and tie talking to <laughs> uh, a bunch of corporate executives, you know, because it's a totally different audience. So mm-hmm. you want to be speaking to the audience, to the audience that you want to speak to long term. Uh, and so you can record that. And so even if it's just a smaller venue, that, that's fine. You know, my first demo video was me talking to a youth group, a local youth group of maybe 50 students. And the, the lighting was horrible. The audio was bad. Uh, the setup was just a disaster. But... <laughs> It worked well enough that people could tell, like, oh, okay, this you know this guy can speak. I, I think this is, this would be good. Uh, and so you start you start with what you have. The other option would be, and so let's say you can't find anything local that you could do uh, that's coming up anytime soon. The other thing that you could do is you could actually just you could talk to an empty room. Now, whenever you're doing this, though, don't do it like you're standing in your kitchen and you're just talking to a camera. Uh, you <laughs> want to put yourself in the type of environment where you would be speaking. So. Um, finding a local school and seeing if you can borrow their auditorium or a gym or a um, uh, some type of ballroom or conference mm-hmm. center. And, and it's just you maybe standing on a stage. Maybe you're not even standing on stage, but you're just talking to an empty room. Because uh, one of my current demo videos, um, or excuse me, one of my recent demo videos, uh, it's a tight shot of me talking on stage. Now, I'm talking to a group of 3,000 people in the audience, but you never see any of them. And so mm-hmm. you don't know if it's three people or 3,000 or 30,000. It's just me talking on a stage. So you can make a video of you just talking on stage and nobody knows how many people are in the audience. Now, and again, it, it, it's a little more difficult to pull off just in terms of energy because you're, really, you're not talking to anyone. You're just, and it, it's going to feel really awkward, but when someone's watching the video, they, <laughs> they won't be able to tell. So again, the, the big thing I would emphasize though is whether you do something local or you just do it by yourself talking to an empty room, just start with what you've got. You know, don't, don't look at other videos that are um, the, these high dollar fancy videos and think, well, I'll, I'll yeah. never have that. You may have that at some point, but you don't need that at some point. You, you just need a basic, simple video that gets you started today. So my first video, 
Uh, I'm on, I think, my fourth or fifth version of a demo video, and um, my current one is the only one that I've ever I've ever paid anything for. The, all the others have been me taking like a, a camera and a tripod, uh, editing it myself. My first video I edited in um, Windows Movie Maker. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, you know, so you can use some of those just simple basic tools just to splice together a couple clips. Uh, so I, that's where I would start, and you can kind of build from there. Awesome, Grant. That I think that's a great tip because you know I think it was you know we had to to talk about that because I'm sure that some people might have been wondering, okay, but what if I don't have a a demo video? So you really laid it out perfectly. Thanks for that. And I want to to ask you to to take us behind the scenes a little bit of of what you do when you when you're booked at a at a speaking gig. So can you share with us some of the some of your kind of best practices when it comes to to speaking, you know, from, for example, do you have something you do to, to keep the audience engaged? Is there something that you, that you do to keep the momentum going after you're, you know, you're stepping uh, off the stage? Yeah, well, when, when you're on, say, a couple things to remember. One is that your best marketing is showing up and doing a great job. Because if, mm-hmm. let's say, your demo video is amazing and your website is amazing, but then you get on stage and you suck, that, it's, <laughs> it's going to be difficult to build a career as a speaker in that. So you, you, have to, you have to have a good product whenever you step on stage. So being a good speaker is really, really important. Now, how do you become a good speaker? It just it takes time. It take, like with anything, you know, how do you become a good blogger or podcaster or build an audience or whatever? It just takes time. None of this is, a, is an overnight thing. So I think it's important for people to remember that the reason that I'm a good speaker isn't because I'm the, the best speaker on the planet or I was born with some special gift that no one else has. It's because I've given hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of presentations. And so naturally, you over time, you start to get a little better and you start to get mm-hmm. a sense of what works and what doesn't. So uh, I think some of the, the, the best thing that people can do early on is just getting a lot of at-bats and just getting lots of, of practice because uh, that helps you. Uh, one thing I would tell people is to tell stories, tell a lot of first-person stories. Don't mm-hmm. tell some random third-person story of, <laughs> you know, let me tell you about a story of uh, Farmer Joe from the 1800s. It's like, yeah, I don't, I don't care about Farmer Joe. You know, I care about you. I want to know about you and your life. That's, I came to see you. So uh, I, I tell first-person stories. And, they, you know, I tell stories about my... That's why, you know, in the beginning of this podcast, I, t- I want to talk about my family. I'll tell you about my wife. I'll tell you about my daughters. Mm-hmm. I post it on my website. Why? Because I mean, I'm a normal person. And so this is a, a relationship business and people do business with people they know, like, and trust. And so uh, I think it's important just to share some of those first-person stories. Uh, first-person stories are also easier for you to, to remember and to share. You know, mm-hmm. if you were to ask me, hey, tell me about, um, you know, tell me about the time when, when you got engaged to your wife. I wouldn't be like, oh man, I'd, I'd love to, but I don't have my <laughs> I don't have my notes, or I don't have my PowerPoint deck, you know, or, or anything like that. It's like, no, 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 no. like I, I can share that because I lived it and I was a part of it. So a uh, big thing is just sharing those those first person stories. I think is, is really really important. And Grant, you know, you have shared so much value here with us today on the podcast. You talked about some tips on you know how to get the most out of each day, each week. Each quarter, each year, you share some tips on what to do and think about before looking for speaking gigs. You told us what to do when looking for speaking gigs, and and you shared now some of some of your uh, recommendations. You know when 
what to do when you're on stage. And I remember on the webinar that you talked about a new program that you have ha- that you have out where you really dive in depth about the topic of getting booked and speaking and getting paid. So do you want to share more information with us? Because I'm sure that some of the listeners might be very interested about, about learning more on, on that topic. Yeah, naturally, you know, there, there's a lot of people that ask me all about these topics of, of how do you get how do you get paid to speak? You know, I want to be on stage. What do I need to do? And so, uh, yeah, we created a, a course called How to Get. Uh, it's called Booked and Paid to Speak. And so it's all about that. How to get booked and paid? You know, we talked for you know half hour or so here on the subject, but there's so much more that we can go into depth with uh, about identifying the right types of clients, about making some of those contacts, uh, about email sequences of what you need to say, what you not what what not to say, even some mm-hmm. of the logistics of let's say someone emailed back and said, all right, I'm ready to book you. Um, how much is your fee? Do you like, how much is your fee? Do you know when to negotiate, when not to negotiate and what contracts to send them and what they should say? And just all those like little pieces. So we go into that much, much more in depth uh, within the course, give you lots of handouts and, and uh, email scripts. We have a, we have 16 different email scripts that we use in the business that we provide to you uh, as part of the course. So all of that information is at booked and paid to speak. So if you are serious about becoming a speaker, uh, it is your shortcut. It is everything that I know about how to get booked and paid to speak. So in my career, I've, been, uh, I've earned over a million dollars from speaking fees. And so I'll, I'll teach you everything I know, uh, opening my playbook about how to get booked and paid to speak. But again, everything is at bookedandpaidtospeak.com. That's awesome, Grant. Uh, you know, thank you, first of all, for creating that great program. So guys, you heard it. If you really want to get serious about taking the path and become a speaker, go to bookedandpaidtospeak.com or simply go to the show notes. And again, you find the links to book and paid to speak.com as well as everything else Grant and I have talked about in this episode there in the show notes. Again, Grant, thank you so very much for being here with us and you know telling us more about all the great things you do and for sharing some tips on how to get the first speaking engagement. Thanks, John. Appreciate you hanging out with me, buddy. Okay, everybody, we are back. Grant, thank you so much for your energy, for everything you do and for being here with us and actually sharing your expertise on how to get speaking gigs. And we've mentioned your training, Booked and Paid to Speak. As I said earlier, guys, you find the link to the training, to Grant's website and podcast, the free action guide, and everything else we've talked about at 360entrepreneur.net slash episode 35. If you have been enjoying these episodes and you would like to pay it forward, you'd like to leave a quick review, that'd be great. You can leave it on iTunes or Stitcher or both if you like. You find the podcast on iTunes at 360entrepreneur.net slash iTunes or Stitcher at 360entrepreneur.net slash Stitcher. If you do, make sure to let me know. Send me a tweet at Yannick underscore Ilunga or shoot me an email at jan360entrepreneur.net so that I can thank you personally for your support. Jan here. Thanks again for joining Grant and I, and I'll be back with you the next episode, like always. See ya. Thank you for listening to the 360 Entrepreneur Podcast. For more tips and tools, head over to www.360entrepreneur.net.